Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete, here's Sal Licata. If you're just joining us looking to listen to some Mets baseball, let me inform you, the Mets are off today. That means I am here with you, taking on 9 o'clock in the Sports Zone. Mets will resume play tomorrow after it seems like a week off, right? You had uh, the rain delay or the rain out yesterday and then an off day today. You just want more baseball. It's weather ruining everything. Give me baseball every day. And the Mets could have used the game yesterday where they could have tried to uh, salvage the final game of that four-game series in Atlanta. Washed out nonetheless. They resume tomorrow. 6.05 coverage begins right here. Mets in St. Louis. And the Cardinals have been red hot as they have taken over first place in the NL Central with a nice little winning streak. So that should be a nice series. First time, obviously, the Mets saw the Cardinals uh, opening weekend. So uh, get another look at them. First time they've, they've seen them since opening weekend. The Mets are a little bit struggling right now. Four of six they've lost. Five of seven uh, overall as well if you want to look at that. But, you know, look, it's early. Uh, I know everybody gets excited about the big record that they had uh, out uh, out the gate, 12-2 and two, or whatever it was, 11-1, uh, and one, and then, uh, you know, now losing uh, five of seven. And as we said, they need to, you know, they lost a series to the Braves. They lost a series to the Nationals. So you got to go out there and win a series here against the Cardinals, try to get back to winning those series that they were doing uh, so often uh, to start this year. They'll do that. They got San Diego, a nice little road trip for the Mets, so they need to continue or at least get back to their winning ways. But and we'll get look, get into the Mets if you want. Uh 800-321-0710, even though it hasn't been a game to uh, react to. There's a lot more though going on with them. 800-321-0710. Yankees uh coming off a great weekend. Look, they took three of four from the Blue Jays. Blue Jays were hot coming in. They needed to get going, and the Yankees did just that, uh taking care of three out of four. They resume play tonight, taking on the Twinkies for a four-game set. Minnesota on the heels of getting swept by the Rays somehow. Uh it is Tanaka looking to rebound off of his really last two brutal outings, one up in Fenway, one at home against the Marlins. Somehow he got lit up. So can Tanaka get back on track against Jake Odorizzi and the Twins. We'll keep you posted uh, on that. Should talk to Andy Martino, SNY uh, baseball insider for both the Mets and the Yanks. He covers uh, both both teams for SNY, so we'll talk to him at 6.35. Also have a pair of Mets tickets to give away. Two pairs of Mets tickets, as a matter of fact. We'll do one in the 7 o'clock hour, one in the 8 o'clock hour, do some NFL draft. There's so much to get to. But I want to begin with one Matt Harvey. I mean, when you think back... So where we were with Harvey when he first burst on the scene in 2012 in Arizona, and uh, I don't know about you, I'm sure you could remember where you were. I remember vividly watching it where I was in awe of the sheer dominance that I saw from Matt Harvey, who was not a very hyped prospect. As a matter of fact, the last time I saw him, or the only other time I saw him, was a game that was aired on SNY uh, when he was with Binghamton. And he looked, I'm like, this is the guy that they're, everybody's fussing about calling up potentially. He looked average at best. And the guy that I saw pitch for, for Binghamton on SNY was not the same guy that I saw pitch for the Mets in Arizona. He burst onto the scene, and he really didn't look back. Took over this town, started the All-Star game in 2013, electrified the Mets fan base, had an attitude that you rarely ever see, especially with the Mets organization. He was the guy. Not afraid of the Yankees, not afraid of the Nationals, Phillies at the time, didn't matter. Matt Harvey was the guy. There was a reason Mets fans loved him. Now remember, that was all prior to the Tommy John surgery in 2014, 
Yeah, you know, got hurt uh, mid 2013. Not mid, but after the All Star All Star game in 13, gets hurt, misses all of 14, comes back in spring training in 2015. I remember watching him again, thinking, "Oh my goodness, I forgot how awesome this guy was." So much so that after watching that, I remember thinking how much I love this guy and how excited I am about the 2015 season. Prior to that season getting going right here on OR, I wrote and recorded a rap song, which I've never done in my life. Certainly about a player. And I did that about Matt Harvey that we ran and had some fun with 2015 season. And then he went out there and dominated in 2015. Even with the cloud of the innings limit eventually hanging around, which did become an issue toward the end of the 2015 season. Whether it was Harvey himself or Boris. And remember the day in Washington where Harvey, you know, was talking about that. And he goes out there and then gets tattooed and the Mets come back and win the game. And we know the Mets went on to win the division. And they went to the World Series and Harvey pitched throughout that postseason with no restrictions like an ace. Or being at City Field Game 5 of the World Series, standing with the other 45,000 plus chanting, Harvey, 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 wanting to see him come back out in the ninth. Gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. The result really doesn't matter. It was the point that Matt Harvey, I don't know if I could say he reached the pinnacle, but he was pretty darn close. I mean, I don't know how you could get, aside from winning the actual World Series, he started the All-Star game at City Field. He, he pitches them into the World Series in 2015, an unexpected run in the World Series. He was their guy pitching that game five. And you had so much hope and so much belief in, in not just him, obviously, but the team, but specifically, he was the guy. Harvey was the guy. All right, Syndergaard was on the come up. DeGrom was the most consistent, battled through, but Harvey had the attitude. Harvey was the guy you loved. Yeah, I skipped over to, you know, the page six stuff, dating models, and V, uh, you know, not showing up to, to practice during the postseason, all the off the field stuff that drove, you know, going to the Yankee game to watch Derek Jeter. That drove me nuts. I remember at the time he had those little things too, going for or against. I mean, they, you know, showing up at Ranger games, all of it. He owned this town. And I remember saying on this show, whether uh, any radio show that I've done here since 2000, since you know the Mets have gotten OR in 14, I guess it was, or shows I've done on SNY since Matt Harvey came aboard in 2012. And I remember vividly saying, "You can't, you can never trade this guy. You can't lose this guy." Remember there was speculation about, "Oh, Harvey with the bad attitude, he's going to want a ton of money. He's a Boris guy. Mets aren't going to be able to keep him. Maybe he's going to go to the Yankees." No way, that can't happen. This would be worse than trading Tom Seaver. And the horror stories we heard about that. I said on this airwaves one night doing the show, whether multiple nights, once by myself, once with Pete. You can't. I wouldn't trade Matt Harvey. I said this. This is a quote. I wouldn't trade Matt Harvey for Mike Trout. Mike Trout, the best player in baseball then and now. I said it, and I believed it. Now, now I'd kill to trade him for Ronnie Torres or Austin Romine. And you, that wouldn't even get it done. You, you, you couldn't even get those guys, backup players, for Matt Harvey. And I said I wouldn't trade him for Mike Trout. That's how valuable 
Matt Harvey was. And it's obviously not the Tommy John surgery because he came back from that. You could talk about the thoracic outlet syndrome stuff. You could talk about the lack of velocity. You could talk about the lack of confidence. We know the dark night was no more. You've known that. Even me, who's been a Harvey apologist for years, waiting for him to come back, thinking eventually he'd figure it out. I knew this year was over. Spring training, and I've said it, can't buy in a Harvey. I was late to the party, later to the party than most, because I loved him. I held out, I held out hope because I know what he did. I know the special, special things he did to give Met fans that, that feeling that you, you didn't have for, for quite some time. He was special. I believed in him. I loved him. I wanted to believe he'd come back. But we all knew, I, I even against better judgment, we knew it wasn't going to be the case this year. But to see it come down to this now, when you think back five years ago where we were with him, and, or six years ago, if you could go back to 2012, end of 2012, to think about where we are now with Harvey being ineffective, Harvey being pushed to the bullpen, the final season of Harvey here with the Mets. And this is how it's going to end. I, I got to be honest, I've seen a lot of shocking things in sports. You know, I always say I was at the Super Bowl where uh, you know the Giants beat the previous undefeated Patriots, Super Bowl 42. Uh, and that was probably the most shocking event I've ever seen in person. There's There have been a ton of other things that have happened. Jets years ago, I think it was the run to the first AFC Championship where they beat the Chargers. I was shocked at that. There have been a you know, the, the Mets coming back in 86, an improbable thing. We've seen the Yankees blowing a 3-0 lead to the, to the Reds. There have been improbable things that have happened. But if you were to tell me in 2013 that, even 2015 for that matter, that this would be the end for Matt Harvey, certainly with the Mets at the very least, uh, I'd be shocked. It's, it's not funny, it's sad. Honestly, it's sad what has happened to the guy who you know, was viewed as a savior and in some ways was a savior for this franchise. Remember those years, 10, 11, 12, 13. Those were, I mean, outside of Harvey in 13, till the end of 12, he gave you some hope. Those were dark years. There was nothing really to look forward to. Harvey was the one to lift him out. Hence the moniker Dark Knight of Gotham. He was the guy to get that transition going from those dark years of, quote, evaluation mode to where you started to believe they could have something. From then till now. Good thing is the the organization is still in good shape. Bad news is I can't believe that Matt Harvey has turned into essentially a useless pitcher. 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710, and honestly, a fringe major leaguer at this point. 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710, just getting started. Remember, pairs of Mets tickets to give away, two pairs to give away before we say goodbye at 9 o'clock. We'll have some Matt Harvey sound. We'll take your calls. We'll do some Yankees as well. Andy Martino coming up at 635. Andy Martino of SNY. Do some NFL draft along the way as well. 800-321-0710 at the Sport Zone. Salakata and for Pete McCarthy, the voice of New York, 710 WOR. Choices. You're in the WOR Sports Zone. And for Pete, here's Sal Licata. 
He's taking on all comers, makes his eyes pop, wearing shirts with lighter colors. He's hot. He's the dark knight of Gotham, nothing can stop him. Move the fences in, it's not a problem. It doesn't matter the batter, he's gonna own you. Dominating since his first pitch in Arizona. Ranger games with models doing skits with Jimmy Fallon. Packed house, sellout crowd of 50,000. That will be the last time you ever hear that. It is officially retired. Boy, thinking back, even listening to that, the lyrics in there was everything that he did. He pumped me up so much, I had to write that for him. Maybe I should do a part two, uh, How Far We've Fallen. It would be much more somber tone. But that was prior to the 2015 season about Matt Harvey. It's still, you know, honestly, it's... It, I said it said before, it breaks my heart to think about it, the way that Harvey's fallen off. And look, I don't know Matt personally. I certainly don't like his attitude, what I've seen really starting back in mid-2015 with the selfish attitude of the innings limit, then missing the practice and things like that. But that is, you know, I love the guy. I mean, as, a, as a, an athlete that you root for on your team, you, you, you love a guy like that. The far fall from grace for one Matt Harvey. Brad in Alpine, you're on the Voice of New York, 710 W. What's up, Brad? Sal, that was tremendous. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate that. I thought it was okay. I thought it was well-written, at least. No question. So, yeah. just like you, always been a huge Harvey fan, and probably like you and the, and the rest of the Met fans, was really disappointed in 2015 with the, with the innings limit. And, you know, there was, there was a big, uh, there was an outcry at the time. And big backlash, but you know he responded to it. He, he very easily could have just done like Steven Strasburg did mm-hmm. and taken a back seat to, to the whole ride. But you know he responded to it and said, "Hey, we're in the postseason, and and I don't care. I'm going to pitch through this." And now, you know, now he's going through tough times, and he probably, you know, he probably did jeopardize his career by doing that. And now I don't understand. I mean, you're you're taking a you're taking a gentle tone with him, but I don't like what the media is doing. You know, the back page of the Post calling him the Penguin. I mean, he's getting killed on social media <laughs> for, for being frustrated. Yeah. And, you know, and, and these pictures of him in the bullpen, it looks like he's sulking. Like, obviously, he's disappointed. But, you know, this is a guy who really, you know, sacrificed himself. And every, he, he, everyone's calling him selfish. I think it's the opposite here. But here, here's the thing. I think since 2016, though, it's been pretty obvious that he's probably more suited for the bullpen. He's been... You know, there's been outings where... How's he more suited for the bullpen, Brad? He can't get outs. I mean, I don't care when you pitch. If you can't get outs, you're not going to be suited for anything. No, no, I know. But if you look back to early 16, before before his injury, you know, he was lights out the first three innings. And then the second time the lineup would see him, then he would start getting hit hard. And, you know, I think he had a few outings that were similar to that last year. This time, you know, he didn't get hit hard in the the Atlanta outing. There were some C&I hits in that, that first thing when he gave up the four runs. He gave up a three-run homer. I know that was it. That was I think that was after that was after the two. The yeah, two, the Brad, three, I think you're being home. I think you're being too being too soft on. Look, I want to love Harvey too, and thanks for the call. I, I want to love him. I want to believe. I, I wanted to believe the last couple of years that he could come back, but he hasn't. And it's not only his ineffectiveness when he's been out there; it's his attitude that's a problem too. And I knew it. The turn, the immediate turnoff for me was this spring. His initial. It wasn't a press conference. His meeting with the media. Oh, I don't want to talk about last year. I don't want to talk about last year. I don't want to talk about last year. We moved on. Right away, that's a problem. 
He should have come out and said, I was horrible last year. No excuses, mechanics, injury, doesn't matter. Bad attitude, I was horrible. This is my year to come back. I'm bouncing back and I'm taking over. That's what I wanted to hear. Acknowledge what went wrong. Don't try to sweep it under the rug because guess what? When something else goes wrong and you know it's a matter of time before it does, that stuff's going to come up again. And here we are, same stuff. I mean, Matt Harvey is a guy who who pitched six innings for the first time in forever the other night, got lit up in three of those innings, or at least the first few of those innings, and after the game, instead of saying, I wasn't good enough today, this is a guy who started the All-Star game in 2013, who was screaming at his manager to come back on the mound to pitch the ninth inning of Game 5 of the 2015 World Series. He's telling you after the game the other day that he felt good in the final three innings of a game that the team lost, and he got clobbered in. And one of the best quotes of all time, Bob, wake up in there. I'm going to throw a little cut right here. One of the best quotes of all time, Dave Island. Give me cut number five. Go ahead. Um, you know, the first three innings, there were, wasn't a whole lot of Christmas to his pitches. You know, when he missed, he missed them on the plate. Third, fourth, and fifth inning, he got it going pretty good. He, he could pretty much do whatever he wanted with baseball. But, you know, it's got to start from the first inning on. You know, you can't, you can't take three innings to find yourself. That's what happened tonight. Well, the bet was not the exact quote that I wanted anyway. Dave Island said, quote, the game, it was fine the first, the last three innings. The problem is the game starts in the first inning. Game starts in the first inning, Matt. How do you yourself not know that? How do you not hold yourself to a higher standard and more accountable? And that's the problem. So he could be frustrated and act ticked off and complain and whine all he wants. You think Mickey Calloway and Dave Island had it in for him? You think they wanted to come here and create a plan? You know what? Eventually, we're going to get Harvey out of the rotation. Let's start Wheeler in the minors. Let's hope Vargas gets hurt and can't come back for a while. And then, after we give Harvey a couple of starts, four starts to be exact, then we're going to move him to the bullpen and show him. No, they didn't concoct this plan. He's been terrible. There's a reason you get a move to the bullpen. Because he's been terrible. He can't get outs. Hitters are way too comfortable against him. And they have been for years. Enough with the excuses and talking about, oh, I felt good the final three innings. Game starts in the first, Matt. Mary in Huntington, you're on The Voice of New York, 710-WOR. Hi, Sal. How are you, Mary? I'm okay. How are you? Good. Um, you know, I'm learning a lot from listening to you and Pete and the show and reading the papers. Um, I'm glad that you did say, um, I missed your, you know, your whole monologue at the beginning of the show, but I'm glad that you did say that it is sad because... I mean, he's a human being. It is the sad fall from glory and grace. Um, I just, I hope, maybe because, you know, I want to be optimistic that something will get through to him and that he can be a good relief pitcher and maybe work his way back. But I don't know enough about the basics of that. Is that possible, Sal? Yeah, anything. Yeah. I, I mean, anything's technically anything's possible, Mary. But you you don't need to know. Uh, you don't need to be the pitching coach. You've watched them pitch for three years now. I mean, sixteen, seventeen, and now this season. Do you think, Mary, Matt Harvey can get anybody out coming out of the bullpen? I doubt it. Well, there you go. You, you doubt it. You doubt at this point. And thank you for the call, Mary. That's exactly the point. We've seen enough. We know what Matt Harvey is. 
I mean, could he somehow come out of the bullpen and get some outs and resurrect his career and all of a sudden somebody goes down or doesn't perform and he gets thrust into the starting rotation and returns to form and actually pitches six decent innings as a starter? Could it happen? I guess, but it's not going to. 800-321-0710. More of your calls in a little bit. When we come back, we'll have SNY baseball insider Andy Martino to talk more about Matt Harvey. Uh, and we'll get some insight uh, from Andy as well. We'll do some Yankees. We also got Mets tickets to give away. Two pairs of Mets tickets to give away before we say goodbye at 9 o'clock. It's a Sports Zone. Salakata in for Pete McCarthy, the voice of New York, 710 WOR. This is the WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete McCarthy, here's Sal Licata. 800-321-0710, the number to call. We've been talking Matt Harvey. Who better to talk about Matt Harvey than SNY's new insider? Andy, what is exactly, we welcome in Andy Martino. What is your exact title? Is it SNY's baseball insider, SNY's reporter? What is your exact title now with uh, your new gig? I believe it's called, I believe it's called MLB Insider. So. Okay. MLB Insider for SNY. The new full-time Andy Martino joins us right now. That means we could do some Mets and Yankees with him. But I know recently, Andy, you've been doing a lot of reporting on the Harvey stuff. Um, where where do we stand with Matt Harvey, and how long do you think, I guess, that uh, his Mets tenure is going to last? Is this something you see can change You know, within the next couple of weeks here, or you think he's going to be on this team throughout the course of the season? Yeah, it's a good question. It's hard to handicap exactly how long because – uh, from what I was told, the team has not discussed uh, designating him for assignment. You know, the, the famous DFA, which basically means cutting a guy. Uh, I, it's crazy that it was reasonable to ask that question. First of all, consider how far Matt Harvey's fallen, not just since his All Stars year, but really since spring training when he was expected to be a solid third or fourth starter. But anyway, that's where they are. Um, they, long story short, tell they'd like to get rid of him sooner than later. However, and and, and in the sense that. We all figured that at the end of this uh, season, he would be moving on. He's a free agent, and these two uh, sides, the team and the player, have just had enough of each other for a long time now, I think. Uh, but if he if he if he's not good in the bullpen, I have a hard time seeing them just carrying him all year. They're trying to win. They don't have the extra spot. Uh, Harvey has a say of whether he goes to Triple A or not. And this is not Oliver Perez, where the Mets are out of it, so they're just going to waste him in the bullpen because he won't go down. So if this doesn't work, I just don't see a coaching staff that has a whole lot of attachment to him, if any attachment, and not necessarily a whole lot of patience for him. So, yeah, I think that, uh, I mean, if he's an effective reliever, look, baseball is very, what have you done for me lately? Is so the- then he'll be... Then he'll be accepted. But um, if not, we'll see. Sorry to cut you off there, Andy, twice. Uh, is this more Callaway and Island, or is this more Alderson front office? Look, they listen to Callaway and Island in the front office because they respect them. Uh, but everything in this organization, and in most organizations, uh, begin and end with where the front office is thinking. So when I say what the Mets are thinking, I definitely primarily mean what the front office is thinking for sure. Yeah, and I say that because, like you mentioned, it's this is not. I mean, there's been a bit of an up and down history with Harvey. Even when he was pitching well, uh, there were concerns about mm-hmm. how you know the front office didn't like his attitude and all those different things. And now that they're the at the end of the line here, and he's ineffective. And as you mentioned, they can't waste a roster spot. I mean, there is no room for Matt Harvey right now on this team. They need arms who can get outs out of that bullpen when you're trying to win a division. And if he can't be a starter, an effective starter, and he can't get any outs in the bullpen. 
bullpen. Well, he's going to find himself on another team because we know he's not going down to the minors. You think there's any kind of trade market whatsoever for Matt Harvey? Not right now. Uh, if you combine the performance, which is enough, because he hasn't been an effective major league pitcher for a few years now. And by the way, I, I, you know, this is not the point to finger at him on that. He had two major surgeries, Tommy John and thoracic outlet, which may even be more serious, though. And the guy's trying. He's in good shape. He just doesn't have good stuff right now. And you, and you, you hope for his sake that his health can somehow restore itself at some point. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 it's a... It's a bad situation. In fact, it's so bad, Sal, that I found myself in the middle of that answer and forgot your original question. What was it? Um, I don't recall. Well, is there any value for Harvey getting traded? Is there any value for Harvey? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> we're a train wreck here between you cut me off and me not being able to stay focused. What are we? Wait, this you, is, you think we never worked together before? I know. It's, it, but look, he, no. No team wants Matt Harvey right now. He rebuilds value. He'll be attractive. Uh, as a reliever, I guess. But, I mean, do we really see that happening? How many times has Matt Harvey uh, underperformed expectations uh, over the past couple of years? I mean, think about that, that he has zero value. Nobody would want him in a league that's starved for any kind of pitching. You know, the Mets are pitching rich, so they could afford to lose a guy like Harvey, even with the quote-unquote potential. I mean, it hasn't been reached at this point, but you don't think anybody would want Harvey? How do you think this plays out? Then they DFA and somebody takes a chance on him down the road? Maybe, or he doesn't finish the. I mean, if he can't get out in the big league, why would anyone have him on the team? I mean, the question is the future of Matt Harvey. Does he get a major league deal next year? Uh, does he get a minor league deal next year? Does he with it with another team? Does he rebuild his value this year? And does I got all of our face for writing his obituary, and he ends up doing fine? Who knows? It's all up to him and his performance at this point. But as we saw from free agency last year. Teams are not going to pay guys anymore for for a name. It used to be that if you were an all-star one, you might squeeze another contract or two out of that. Uh, But now, uh, with teams being so analytically and budget conscious, if you're not good now, like today, this year, you're not going to have a a spot on a 25-man roster. Talking with SNY, MLB insider Andy Martino, what do you think – the biggest, I, I know there's been a lot of reasons why we are here with Matt Harvey, but I started the show by talking about, you know, how we burst onto the scene in 2012 and reached the pinnacle, whether it's the All-Star Game or the World Series and how I loved him so much. And now, hey, I said I wouldn't trade him for Mike Trout straight up, and now we're here and he's got zero value whatsoever. What do you think is the biggest reason why he is ineffective to date? If I had to guess, I would say it's the thoracic outlet mm. syndrome. Because when he came back from Tommy John, he was a horse for them. Uh, and t- helped to take them to the World Series. And people forget that, that he wasn't the dazzling Matt Harvey of pre-Tommy John, but he was really good that year, really good. It was a different style of pitcher. He wasn't blowing people away, but he, he knew how to get it done, and he was a major part of the first Mets World Series team in, in like 15 years at that point. So uh, that... And then the next year came the thoracic outlet, which is lesser known about in terms of recovery than Tommy John, Uh, probably more serious. And that seems to be the the line in the sand, whether it was the combination of both, uh, whether it was being demoralized after struggling for so long and and everything snowballing. I mean, no one can pinpoint that. Probably Matt Harvey doesn't even quite understand it at this point. But uh, that one surgery cell seems to be the – the, the most obvious turning point. Yeah, and a caller called before and mentioned this. I know it was brought up at the time, but I had kind of forgotten about it. Do you think that surgery or that injury had anything to do with the workload he endured in 2015? I tell you what, 
it's impossible to say for sure, but it's a good lesson in how fans were killing him at that time. Mm-hmm. For, uh, he and Scott Boris are saying, well, we got to be careful because of these innings. And fans in the Mets are like, ruin your arm. We're trying to reach the World Series. So the individual player and the team and the fans obviously have different goals at that point. And Scott Boris is saying, look, he's pitching an unprecedented amount of innings for a guy following Tommy John. And Scott Boris was dead right about that. And whether or not that caused an injury, uh, you can't you can't know for sure. You can't even know if it's it, – but, look, he hasn't been the same since. So uh, that was it might have been something to that after all. Yeah, sad. And I was one of those saying, you know, come on, get out there. As I should be saying as a fan, I mean, I guess he and his agent maybe should know better. And Matt, to his credit, he wanted the ball. And, you know, he, he did a hell of a job. But you hope that that wasn't – or whatever happened, it was not a result of that. But I guess you do never know. Uh, SNY's MLB insider Andy Martino, did you do any reporting on the Yanks today? I know you were out there a couple uh, last week uh, doing some reporting on the Yanks. Have you done any? Yeah, I was up at Yankee Stadium this afternoon, um, and you know I think they have an interesting situation coming up with their infield. Brandon Drury, who is a good young player, and is only 25 years old, is supposed to be the third baseman. They finally figured out, apparently, what is wrong with his vision, his migraines and everything. Apparently, the Yankee team doctors found a, uh, a, a swollen or inflamed tendon in his neck and started treating it, and Drury was talking today. He said that, uh, he already see his vision's better, his headaches are starting to get better, and uh, that he would be playing a rehab games within a week or so. So Aaron Boone's asked, well, where do you put him? You know, it was supposed to be Drury's job, and Andujar would be in the minor leagues, but Andujar's like 99 for his last 100 or whatever he's got, right? <laughs> he's red hot. So what do you do? And Boone basically said, uh, it's a good problem to have, that, that whole line of, uh, you know, that, that whole message good problem to have we have multiple good players at one position uh but with with andrew harrier with Tor- glyber torres here with drury uh coming back all of a sudden that yankee infield depth that had been so disappointing you know maybe they finally have some tough choices to make and torres has got to produce if he wants to stay because they've got enough other guys yeah, interesting. Not, not even a mention of Neil Walker. I mean, I guess he could still see yeah. some time at first, but he's been disappointing. Drew is the guy that they brought in and were high on. As you mentioned, Andujar has been uh, you know, tremendous. That is an interesting point I didn't really think about. How about uh, Aaron Boone, Andy? You mentioned him. Forget about just the infield, whether it's the bullpen, the team in general, the lineup. You think Boone has done a decent job so far in his first few weeks as a big league manager? Yeah, I do. I don't think he can really put much of what's happened to that team on him. In fact, really, the Yankees uh, have been okay. It's, it should be okay to tread water like that in April uh, if you write the ship eventually. The problem is the Red Sox pulling away. No one, Nobody saw that coming, obviously. I mean, aside from being no hit in Oakland the other night, obviously the Red Sox have just already been able to put some distance so the Yankees have catching up to do. But I don't know anything uh, that Boone... I mean, you could critique a move here and there, of course, and there was a big one in the early series in Toronto where Justin Smoke burned him for a grand slam, and people were questioning the pitching moves. But, yeah, he's been fine. Look, I can tell you, as someone who's now sat in on a few of his press conferences, that he projects a lot more relaxed of a vibe than Joe Girardi, and that matters. Joe Girardi was always so tight. It just drove his players crazy, and, and, and Girardi was always far uh, less popular in that clubhouse than people realized until the very end that, I, I'm not going to sit here and claim that I have a great read yet on how Yankee players feel about him. Uh, they probably don't have a great read themselves yet. It's still early on. But uh, it, just the vibe that he gives off as someone who can handle 
a little bit of winning and losing rather than Girardi, who was just so tightly wound like a rubber like a rubber band ball. And they used to drive people crazy. Yeah, maybe it's a good thing that they got off to a little slow start so he could handle some of the pressure, and now maybe they're coming out of it a little bit, winning three out of four. Last one for you, Andy. Uh, how about Giancarlo Stanton? I don't know if you've gotten to know him at all yet or talked to him one-on-one, but you think he's uh, going to get out of this funk pretty soon, or you think this is just going to be maybe a lost season first year in New York? Well, it's interesting how bad it's uh, gotten, and the look of frustration on his face when he's making outs now is definitely looking like a guy who's in his own head. You know, more specifically, scouts are seeing him chase a lot of bad pitches, which is evidence of a guy pressing. Uh, I haven't, I mean, I, I talked to him uh, plenty of times as a, as a Marlin visiting player when I was covering the Mets. I've always, I think he's really smart, smooth. Uh, guy who I'm surprised is struggling with the transition. He just seemed like a ready for prime time kind of guy. Uh, but yeah, now who knows how long these things can can snowball. Sometimes it just doesn't work that first year, and and you know there's no guarantee that he has to be a Yankee forever if this marriage doesn't work out. I know that's getting way ahead of ourselves, but right after he was acquired, there were people going, "Wait, you could trade him to the Dodgers and you know, sign Harper," and then that seemed kind of like silly, but. If he really doesn't take to life as a Yankee, you know, you start to wonder. Now it's blah, blah, blah. It's April. I get it. Um, but I am surprised that it's been as tough of an adjustment. I thought he was just straight-up big-time player who would be fine. Yeah, and of course, uh, you know, some people, it doesn't matter how great you are, you struggle in your first year here. Who knows with John Carl Stanton. SNY's MLB insider, Andy Martino. You can check all his stuff out on the website, sny.tv. You can also see him on Baseball Night in New York, whether it's at 6 o'clock or tonight around 11 o'clock on the new Geico Sports Night. And uh, I'll see you a little bit later on, Andy, on that on that exact show. Yeah, but next time I come on this station, I talk to Pete McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. All right, there's Andy Martino of SNY. Uh, of course it's going to be Pete because I'm not on. So we've already used you up now for the off day. It's going to be Pete for uh, the next few days. we got uh, coverage resuming tomorrow, 6.05. Mets in St. Louis looking to get back to their winning ways after dropping their last two series. Matt Harvey, the Mets, the Yanks, whatever it is that's on your mind. We'll do some draft stuff a little bit later on as well. And two pairs of Mets tickets to give away. One next hour, one in the 8 o'clock hour. So a lot more to do. It's Salicata in for Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR. Two choices. Now, you're in the WOR Sports Zone. Filling in for Pete, here's Sal Licata. Well, I have Steve Phillips, former Mets GM. He'll be on at 7.05, current MLB talker on SiriusXM and has great opinion on not only uh, Matt Harvey but also around the bigs. We'll have some fun with the former Mets GM. We'll do that at 7.05 after the news. Two pairs of Mets tickets to give away, one in the 7 o'clock hour, one in the 8 o'clock hour. Um, we heard some. We heard the island sound. Do we have any Harvey stuff here ready for me? Let's see uh, Harvey talking about... Uh, cut number two there. Harvey talking about how angry he is. I mean, on a scale of one to ten, obviously I'm at a ten with being pissed off. But um, you know, my performance hasn't been there, and and uh, you know, I just have to do whatever I have to do to get back into the starting rotation. And that's right now, go to the bullpen and and you know, work on some things, get things back to where I need to be, and um, you know, get my shit in order and, and figure it out. Matt, is it reassuring that both Dave and Mickey have done this before with other guys? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, it's a decision that they've made. I think I have to, uh, you know, suck it up and, and go out there and, and do everything I can to get things back in, 
in gear and, and um, you know I, I think I I think uh, you know I don't have to agree with it but I have to go out there and do the best I can get things going and and um, you know, do everything I can to help this team get back to to uh, ultimately like I said where I where I believe I can you know ultimately help this team and that's as a starter and you know, right now, I just got to work on some stuff, get people out, and, and do everything I can. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but you've been, uh, well, frankly, Matt, if I got to be honest with you, you've been quite terrible. Uh, I know you want to be a starter. You mentioned that before. Did you try to change Mickey or Dave's minds at all? Yeah, I mean, I, I felt those last three innings was, you know, as a pitcher, you, you go out there and, um, you know, I've been waiting for that, that time where it just felt right. And, uh, the frustrating part for me was feeling that kind of click in the last three innings. I was hoping for one more start just so I could um, go out there and, and show that I, you know, felt felt different those last three innings. But uh, they had made that decision, and, and uh, you know, I just have to go out there and prove that I, that those last three innings clicked and, and get my way back into the rotation. You know, just so we're clear, Matt, because I know you've had a shaky attitude at best. Uh, that's being you know generous over the last several years. You are in fact going to go to the bullpen, correct? I'm a starting pitcher. Um, I've always been a starting pitcher, and that's. I think I showed that in the fifth, sixth inning, I could I can get people out still in the fifth, sixth inning when my pitch count gets up. So uh, I'm a starting pitcher. Well, okay. Well, there you have it. Thanks for your time, Matt. Appreciate it. Hope you got to hear the uh, Harvey Day rap song I wrote about you several years ago, written and performed by yours truly, is now officially retired because there is no such thing as Harvey Day anymore. It is now, who knows when Harvey's Day will be, because, uh, well, it's now, in fact, Harvey's Days are numbered. Instead of Harvey Day, Harvey's Days are numbered. Two pairs of Mets tickets to give away, one next hour, one in the 8 o'clock hour. Steve Phillips will join us at 7.05, talk more Harvey. We'll also go around Major League Baseball with him. Right now, the news. Here's Jeff McKinney.